You're on time to talk sports with raw mind. Game day, who plays with updates of all kinds? From press box to sideline, who got cut, who got signed? Who's clutch when it's crunch time? The starting lineup or the pine? These athletes compete, some without even trying. You want a championship, you gotta grind. When them bright lights shine, and this game go nine. They gon' cover the story, not quite like Ryan. Exclusive interviews, dudes plug like Mike Line. He's got the inside scoop of why, who got fine? Prime, time, got the game statistics. I could say, if you wasn't at the game, you missed it. But now, raw mind sports covers the distance. Front row, that's close, like a coach's assistant. You wanna be in the know? Eyes open and listen. This is raw mind sports, another edition. Raw Mind Live, baby. Prime Time Live. We here. Raw Mind Sports, 7 p.m. every Friday. Hope you're getting ready to invade the Raw Mind as well. Diddy would say, Let's go. Let's go. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of Raw Mind Sports. I'm your host, Ryan Jones, and we got a full house here, baby. Here we go. So we're going to go start off with Scotty. Introduce yourself so we get into this March Madness weekend. So, Scotty, too hot. You go ahead, champ. What's up? Hey, thanks for having me, Ryan. It's good to be back. Good to see you again. Uh, I'm Scotty Schember from Sportsrum. I'm here with Severin Mole, too. And uh, we, uh, we're with a media company out of North Carolina, but, I mean, we've kind of expanded everywhere now. And, uh just good to see you again, Ryan. How have you been? Man, I've been well, man. A little busy trying to, you know, trying to keep up with your young folks, man. You know, but uh, yeah. hey, it is what I, it I, is. I always, got, I always got to keep it moving. I always got to keep it moving. <laughs> and we yes, got sir. none other than my man himself, man. Um, Mr. Get a Bucket. You can explain yourself here. Yes, sir. I uh, appreciate you, uh, Ryan, for like inviting me on the show. Uh, everybody, I'm uh, Trey, host so, of Get cool. a Bucket. And uh, I'm a... I'm a lot of things, actually, <laughs> but a sports analyst nonetheless. And um, like I said, I'm happy to be on the show. I had sh- uh, Ryan on the show a little while ago, so, you know, he's always an entertaining guy. So when he asked me to be on the show, I thought I had to join it. Like, so definitely we're we here. Man, I'm honored. I'm honored. I'm honored. Go ahead, Severin Land. Introduce yourself because your partner already introduced you. But we want to hear your natural introduction. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I'm Severin with Sports Time along with Scotty. Um Met Ryan a couple of years ago at a Montrez Hill interview, and now we're finally came back up again, which is cool. So good to be here, man. Great stuff, man. Good to see you, man. Welcome, welcome to the raw mind. And King Short Mark, I mean, whatever you got to say, give your raw thoughts. You got the short, so you're like ready to bite, but we're gonna let it be. You know, go ahead. Uh, yeah, yes, sir. <laughs> All right, so I'm a friend, of, a good friend of Mister Get a Bucket himself, and he invited me here today. So I'm just, you know, glad to be a part of the show and. Uh, ready to do whatever we need done. Yeah, that's my football. That being said, right oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna see what he see what he know. You know, we're gonna see put him. We're gonna see he with the shorts. We're gonna put him out there in the ocean. See what he can do. So, 
With that being said, shout out to PHP Eastern North Carolina. Call them at 919-738-1507 or email philalamprun at phpeasternnc at gmail.com. Use the promo code RAWMIND. Use the promo code RAWMIND. You'll get a special gift. And let me tell you, although it's a North Carolina number and it's out there and it says Eastern, he says he has a lot of clients in L.A., in California, in Nevada. So really, he's worldwide. So you may have to have a raw change of heart when it comes to that name and that title. So with that being said, let's get it done, man. We already know what it is. We have Final Four Pandemonium. We have the men's bracket. We have Duke, <clears throat> the best in the world. We have Carolina. We have Kansas, and we have Villanova. But before we get into those raw thoughts, Scott, I want to hear your topics on what was your biggest disappointments and surprises. Uh, just with the whole tournament, or just you know, correct, correct. Whole turn before we get to the final four, get to the final four predictions. Oh man, well, I mean, obviously we got we got to talk about St. Peter's. That's that's a big surprise for everyone, you know. It's uh, yeah. yeah as as far as they went, that's a you know true surprise story. You know, if you, if you ever had one in this tournament, so a 15 seed for that's the farthest any 15 seeds ever got. So it's pretty amazing to see that. But I mean. Yeah, I mean, I'm just, I'm just going to throw one little thing in there so everyone gets a little turn to talk. But, yeah, I'd say St. Peter's, big surprise. All right, um, Severin, how you feel about that? Although we see somebody talking about Tar Heels, I ain't know there's this, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a student here at Chapel Hill. Yeah, I was going to say, I should give you a fair oh, word. Oh, no. oh, excuse oh, me. Oh, welcome, oh. welcome. Right, hey, I was, yeah, I was going to say. You're a student Carolina? Family. I'm on campus right now. He's out of here. He is, oh, he's you was happy to check this out. Hey, look, Raw Mind feels special today. We got a Tar Heel fan yeah. on the show before the Tar Heels go against the team across, I guess, the next county, Durham County. Was that? But look, the, the good news is, you had a good season. Fantastic. Once you get to the green, it's not a matter. You had a good season. You had a good season. But uh, right. we got a Tar Heel in the house. And look, and, and that's, that yeah. is correct. My wife graduated from Carolina. So if you think I'm not going to – I'm giving low blows and giving her punches, what makes you think I'll give it to the guy on the podcast and mm. on campus? Nobody yeah. is safe with Mr. Raw Mind. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, obviously, like, the biggest surprise, I mean, I would say it's a surprise is UNC Chapel Hill. They, they just clicked and they got red hot at the right moment. The way Brady Manny playing, we got four dudes who can give you 20 on any night. And so it's just scary to see. But then, like, the biggest disappointment would definitely be Gonzaga for me because they're so talented and they're finally getting big-time recruits and they're still not getting their time. It's just, you hate to see it. No, I agree. I agree with those. Uh, I guess those two guys, I don't know, they went and did a little party, did some skipping class right on me right mm-hmm. then. But uh, um, saying here, Gonzaga disappointed me, which I was glad because Duke showed you why they should have been there. Um, St. Peter's. Had a good run. They played mm-hmm. tough. But I knew the matchup against Carolina was just going to be too much. I yeah. knew that at the end of the day, um, Carolina's big boy basketball was going to, like, you know, really affect uh, what that toughness is. And I remember the coach, who's now the head coach of Seton Hall, was saying that, uh, you know, we, we used to this in New Jersey and in New York. You can be used to it all you want. But one thing, you can't teach it science. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Science was there. You can't teach science. Mm-hmm. And science means if you ain't big enough, you just ain't big enough. It is what yeah. it is. And I yeah. knew that was coming. Your thoughts on that, Scotty? Yeah. Yeah. At the end of the day, I mean, they were just, they were outmatched physically. 
they were out coached. I mean, nothing against, you know, he's, I'm glad that he's at Seton Hall now, and, you know, but I mean, they had a uh, Carolina's been working on that program, you know, forever. They have the best facilities, best coaching, best everything that you could ever want. So, Obviously, best, this best coaching, best everything. You give them all this credit. You down the well, well, My I, God! Right, 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 right. I mean, I, I'm talking about not Duke versus Carolina. I'm talking about on a standpoint of St. Peter's budget versus Carolina's budget. That's oh, what okay. I mean. I'll yeah. Right. So when you, yeah, yeah. So when you when you tell, when you compare Carolina's at all their facilities versus St. Peter's, obviously you know everything's better there. Size is better. Recruiting is better. So you know it was just it was it was it was inevitable. And when we talk about this matchup that's going to happen tonight in a few minutes, you'll, you'll hear my raw thoughts on that, but not right now. Oh, I like that raw thoughts. Get a bucket. You on, I thought you were skipping class on this right then. So with that being said, look, go ahead and give your raw thoughts on this. Biggest disappointments and surprises March Madness. So I got to say my biggest disappointment obviously has to go, and I think everyone can agree, uh, Kentucky. <laughs> I was hurt, man, off break. Because I had them in my final four, dog. Like, I don't like betting on Kentucky, but, you know, I had them in there, and they hurt me off the boat. Uh, I don't want to say biggest surprise to St. Peter's because my man already threw it in there. Um, I don't – I might throw – I might throw Houston some love. I might throw Houston some love. Uh, I didn't see them going as far as they did personally. So – like they surprised me out there. Kyler Edwards, you know, he did his thing. Uh, he's a lot better than what I thought he was. So um, that might have to be my, my biggest surpriser. But, you know, my real one is St. Peter's. So, Man, I, I think the same thing, too, as well. Um, like I was saying earlier right then, like some things, you know, Kentucky was in the Final Four. And I was trying to figure out how does the bracket work because this is what Raw Thoughts is about to ask Raw Mind. If Duke win the whole bracket, do I win? Or I got to go by order or what? Because I got to do win the last championship before it started. You got to win by points. You got to win Woo! by points. Unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Because if we do it like that, then we're going to have a tie in mind. So. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have a lot of ties. But <laughs> So, so uh, before, all right, so now we're going to go to the Final Four. Before I get into other stuff. Um, how do you feel about the Final Four matchups? And I'm going to start with you, my guy, get a bucket. Somebody tells me you better tell him about Baycott and the boys. I forgot who he was. You know who he is, Seven? I know you do. You on campus. In, 20, in, 20, in, 20 last game. 20, 20 last game. <laughs> all right, all right. This, this guy, guy hey, hey, you ask yes, Seven anything. He knows it all about Carolina. Uh-huh. <laughs> I grew up a state fan, but I'm converted. Oh, you grew up a state fan? Oh, that's yeah. tough. Now he's on campus. He, he went to Carolina. No, oh, no. That's tough. Wow. The way it in history, man. That's crazy. Okay. All Wait, right. Trey, Trey, what about you? Final four talk right here. Final four talk. Oh. Go ahead and get a bucket. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a Duke fan for starters. So, you know, we, we, yeah, 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 you know, we, we always talk. <laughs> hey, we're good. We're good. We're good. So, the final four matchup, right? Here's the thing I like it. It's arguably the best final four we've ever seen, I think. Only thing I don't like is UNC is not on the other bracket, like on the other side of the bracket. That's the only thing I hate. Every season, every tournament, I look to see where we are. And if we can actually potentially meet up in the championship game, I'm excited. So the fact that, you know, like that's the only change I would I, I would make. Um, have us go up against Villanova. Um, 
but other than that, I mean, I, I like it because at the end of the day, you have two good storylines. Of course, you know, we got Duke UNC, so I won't even harp on that. I'll save that for the fellas. You know, we can all, you know, converse about that. But uh, Kansas and Villanova, Bill Self got to win another title because Jay Wright already got himself two of them things. So if he can get, if Jay Wright wins a third one, like, is Bill Self overrated? Like, is it mm, 2008 was his last? You know what I'm saying? Like, we got to have them type of conversations, and I don't want to. For I don't want to have Bill Self have that conversation. He has to win that. Or if you lose to Coach K, I think that's all right. His last chip, everyone gonna be like, oh yeah, and, you know, NCAA was trying to get uh, get uh, Duke and Coach K's chip. I understand that. This is a big one for both of them because if Jay Wright wins. You face Duke, you beat Duke, or you face UNC, you beat UNC. Now you win your third title. Coach K gone, you might be the face of the uh, program. Next thing you know, he coached for you uh, for USA Basketball. I got some raw thoughts on that entire thing, too, as well, but I definitely get it. Severin, I'm going to let you go ahead real quick, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree full-heartedly. Like, obviously, the, the big storyline is the first time Duke and UNC meeting up in the tournament. But it's, it's four coaches that are, I think, Hubert Davis – it's early. He's only had one season. We have no idea what he's going to end up being. But we have Bill Self, Jay Wright, Coach K, like like big powerhouse names in college basketball, brand prestige. Oh. And it's basically whoever can get that championship. It's just like one of the Blue Bloods is going to bolster their resume and build up one of their coaches' brands. And it's just like it's what like the TV, all the um, like TBS, they love what's going on here because they're going to see the Blue Bloods duke it out, see who can get the best brand. By the way, I just saw King Sharp bring your son up here, man. I tell you what, your son is a good kid. Cause my son, I had to let him go downstairs and close the door because he the type he want to yank the, the the microphone and stuff. He's really like that. He's gonna yank everything, tear everything, and daddy, daddy, and wave at y'all while he's tearing it apart. But um, go ahead. So that's I can't hear you. You went out. You went out. I said I got baby shark doo 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 in the background trying to get. Oh, something about that song hypnotized all babies. Go ahead, yeah. Scotty. <laughs> yeah, I'm just I'm gonna agree with Severin, but man, TBS they got themselves a show, and honestly, we got all ourselves a show starting tomorrow night too. I know we're all gonna be sitting down and we're gonna be ready because it is gonna be a war. I think both games, you know, obviously Carolina's you know ranked lower than Duke and. They're projected to win. I mean, Duke's projected to win, but I mean, we see what happened last time they met. So I think both of these games are going to be up in the air, and it's just legendary coaches all around. So it'll be it'll be a good night of basketball. Rankings don't matter in a Duke UNC game. It's true, and, and, and right. never mind. It does. It does. It's going to be so, up in the air. Uh, with that being said, raw thoughts. Duke Carolina match made in heaven in the final four. Yeah, we won them on the championship side, but it's still in the final four. That's something we never dreamed of in Coach K's last year. Now I'm gonna go ahead and give you some um some some raw raw thoughts here. They were saying something about Manic might be a game time decision, but I think he's gonna be ready to play. That's, <sighs> unless it was a lie, because I don't want to get raw lies. I'm not gonna believe that. I'm not so, gonna believe. I, but I still feel like he's gonna play. So I don't yeah, really I, think yeah. I feel like he is. Um, I don't know. It may be true or not. My and crazy part is my dad gave me the raw news, and he's usually on point with his news. He called me. I know it. I was like, you hear about that? He said, if he ain't playing, we in trouble. That's exactly what he said. So, uh, uh, Manic ain't playing. That'll be hard. But uh, I, 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 don't, I didn't see it, but he was kind of telling me. So, anyway, what I'm saying is good rivalry, things like things like that do matter, certain players. I don't – I'm just going to tell you guys now this Carolina <coughs> d- d- um, Duke game. 
I'm gonna give you raw thoughts when you wanna hear it and not sever. You can tell the folks, your roommates, and your kid in your um in your room on campus. They let the games go as they went and let everybody win on their own. But if you think the basketball guys gonna let Coach K get to the final four and lose right now, it ain't happening, buddy. I don't care how it happens. You probably said the same thing in the last Cameron game. Hey, look, the last Cameron game is fine. I mean, what I'm saying is, I'm actually, I'm saying, reason what I'm saying is, okay, no, 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 that was not okay. That was a emotional day. I cried on my stream live. Follow the chair, man. That was so bad. It was so sad to see that. That was like, a, bro, what, what you were up and lost, bro. That's not okay. That's nah, not. New guys played that. terrible. That. You're right. They played terrible that yeah, game. But what I'm saying is, this is what I'm saying. That hit us extremely hard. You don't think the basketball the basketball guys don't know that Duke lost at home on the last <laughs> game in Cameron? Well, that that you think they gonna lose in the final four right now? The basketball I mean, guy said we got a chance to make this right. But Ryan, we got a chance I, to make this okay, right. Go ahead, here, buddy. Here's the thing, though. So the basketball guys could say that, and that's a nice storyline, right? Like Coach K ending it on his, you know, last year champion, cool. Or Hubert Davis, first black man to coach UNC's basketball program, winning. I was in the barbershop. I heard that conversation. And on top of that, the way it started off, because remember, people were talking about, oh, he commented about when they're asking about him being an African American coach. Oh, he mentioned he has a white wife, and da da da. It's not a real big deal. I understand Ron both. Falls, I, right, right, right. But like <laughs> that—that's where he started. So I'm like, oh, if he loses, eh, you know what? They—they'll remember this type of thing. Oh, well, he was a issue at like at the beginning. Winning forgets. I will make people forget everything. So nobody going to question any of this stuff. Like that's a really big storyline. All all of those. People. But I'm gonna say this to you: more pressure. Coach K winning that championship, or Hubert Davis losing to to Duke tomorrow. Hubert Davis got plenty more years, so I don't think – of course he wants to win. Of course he want to be the last yeah, no, person to beat Coach K. Mm-hmm. But he still got plenty more years. Like, this storyline going to hurt more to Duke losing than Hubert Davis losing at Carolina because I mean, he's just getting started. The, I mean, if you lose to the champion, though, that's not that bad of a storyline. Like, mm-hmm. all right, you lost to UNC. UNC ended up winning the championship. That's not that bad. Like, and on top of that, you got to the final four, buddy. Like, you were a game away from potentially yeah. winning it too. That right. like, you didn't lose in the first round or second round to Lehigh or somebody. Like, you know, like we, we, <laughs> we, 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 we the final four, champ. Like, we're good. We're fine. Like, want to win it, but you know. But I, I tell you this. Now I'm gonna go to the next storyline. I just feel like Coach K. They're gonna go back to what they were doing in the blowout in um in the Dean Dome. And find a way to get it done. Now, this is what I'm going to now. Because I heard you say something about Bill Self. Is he overrated? Which I'm going to say now. Now, the storyline of the Final Four, believe it or not, people are not talking about Villanova and Kansas. They're talking about Carolina and Duke. Which I feel like people are overshadowing these two really good teams. Villanova lost a key player. But, man, Villanova moves the ball so well and gets great shots Great, great available shots each and every time they go down the court. Like, that scares me. But even if they don't have this player, that still scares me. But what I will tell you is, and I'm going to say it in their raw thoughts, all they ain't talking about it, Kansas is dangerous, people. Don't get it twisted. I won't do to win that championship. But Kansas is very dangerous 
all around on the court and people are not talking about it. We over here looking at dog fights the entire games. Like Kanzo is still spitting people out left to right. And I'm just saying, like, they spin them out. And nobody's not talking about them. And I'm pretty sure these two teams, Villanova and Kansas, are like, they ain't even thinking about us. They worry about Duke Carolina game. So we got we to gotta put punch them in the mouth while we got them. I'm just saying neither team, whichever team wins, should not overlook either one of these teams. And I'm pretty sure they're going to say it because it's the perfect thing to say. But I really feel like the media, the big media, which we are media, which we are big media too, someone going to manifest it, um, overlooking it because it's Duke and Carolina, it's Coach K last ride. And while the other two guys like Villanova can't sit back, like, oh, okay, I don't care what you do, roo roo ha ha, cheer, put your beer cans up. But we'll see you when we see you. And I just feel like, man, like one game at a time, yes, but let's let's let's. Balance it out there. Balance it out. With that being said, shout out to Central Collections, Essential Collections by Monica Ritz, authentic bath products, lotions, cream, you know, even beer grow. I, I see you guys trying to grow beers over there, you know. So, you know, maybe she can help you out with your beers, man. You know, ladies love a nice gentle beer. She'll be helping me out. So why not help you guys out? You know, give a uh, look at the website at Essential Collections. Um, excuse me, www.essentialcollections.square. That site. Use the promo code Raw Mind. Use promo code Raw Mind. You get a fifteen percent discount on on all products. So now let's go to the next topic. Um, I'm gonna let you go now. Um, get a bucket. So we we, we running out of time a little bit. I'm gonna make it quick. Where do the Lakers? What do the Lakers do? <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, I'm a Laker fan too. Um. Heck no, but so for starters, I know. Well, I know. Oh man, <laughs> you know, we we, we we play tonight, uh, with a healthy ish AD and Braun. Um, I would have loved to see us move Russell to the six man, not make him like a six man, like, like, oh, like a bench player, but like a Lou Will type role. You can give him starter type minutes, give him his own team, let him get his rhythm without Braun. Close the game with that with that unit. I think that's fine, especially with Braun being a shooter or at least a better shooter, shooting about thirty seven percent. That would have been good. So uh, right now, our main thing is just getting healthy and getting some continuity, getting some chemistry, some co- some type of cohesion before the playoffs. And I hope that AD is ready to play like that. If so, we can we can get into the play in and then win the play in games. So that's that's my biggest thing. Like. Health is a factor because we got to remember too, and you know I'm not the biggest Braun fan, hmm. but playoff Braun is a different Braun. So I mean, you factor that when AD came back, he was playing well. I see people shaking their heads, so I'm gonna listen. But uh, <laughs> I'm just saying, it's it, it, hey hey hey. I understand why you would not want to put money on the Lakers, but I'm gonna just say this: if you put money on the Lakers. You're not foolish. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. You're not dumb. Ooh, nice little mellow out. Sever, how you feel about that? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm a big time Celtics fan. Like, I love to see Lakers downfall more than any other team in sports. And their season is over. Like, I mean, like last year, like I still like, even though I dislike the Lakers a ton, I still get give credit. Like playoff Braun, like against Phoenix, I was like, they're gonna win that series. But LeBron's body is broken down, and Anthony Davis' body is broken down. You can say we're gonna get healthy. There's zero chance that happens. And there's even when y'all are healthy, y'all still aren't that scary of a team. Yes, y'all might be the best team in the play-in, but I, I don't see y'all winning two games in a row with being, like, trying to get the chemistry back with Anthony Davis and LeBron James. 
getting healthy. That's just a fantasy. I, I just don't think that's going to happen. Scotty, how you feel? Yeah. Ah, uh, man. I, you, you know, I, I, I just, I completely agree with Severin, and I feel like we can better answer this question tonight after they play to all together. But I mean, I still, I mean, you can ask me, and I'll still probably feel the same way tomorrow. But they're just, they're just not good enough to make it. I mean, say they make it in the play-in, which there's a chance. But I mean, look at it. The facts are they're trying to go against New Orleans, and that to make it into the play-in, which is, which is just sad. It's just sad when you think about it. I mean, if they were in the East, they'd be nowhere even near. So it's like they, they, they're they going to try to get in. They might make it in the play-in. Who knows? Maybe a little help from the refs. It, it'd be good to have them as the A seed. But, I mean, you get them in the A seed, and it's just like they they won't make it past the first round no matter what. That's all I got to say about that. Woo! For me, Lakers, tough situation, man. Um. It's like you want to find a way to put the pieces together. I never expected expected it to be this devastated. But I'm gonna tell you this, man, which is even crazier. We know Westbrook. People say he can't shoot. He can do this, do that, turnover. But I also say to myself, the star player is never available. AD is always hurt, and I know you can't help injuries. So now it's like if you want to bench Westbrook, bam, AD gets hurt. Now, what do you do? You got to bring Westbrook and Melo off the bench. Like, the situation, it kills me. Like, and I hate to do this because, you know, I love, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of Westbrook, but I keep it real raw thoughts, and I'm going to talk Lakers in both of them at the same time. Everybody in Laker Nation is mad, but have anybody ever noticed the most available player every game is Westbrook? You can't win no championship if your best player is not available. So it leads you to depend on somebody to do more than what you expect them to do in certain categories of the game from shooting and scoring, things like that. These guys never available. Even LeBron, I guess, the point where he's old enough where he's going to take rest now because of his knees. I'm just saying, like, at this moment, it's hard. It's back and forth with Westbrook, and it's hard to, like, you know, put him on the bench. If you put him on the bench, but we got to start him now because AD gone. Then what if AD gets hurt? Now you got to – that's a whole friction. Now you want me to start him because he home, gone, blah, blah, blah. I think Westbrook was a team player, but these guys just don't have closers. The biggest issue with the Lakers, like, they be in – some games they be blown out. Some games they be close. They just don't have that closing guy, you know. And that's what they're missing, a guy who can close or keep the game in reach. I don't know what Melo's doing. But that's you mean, it. You mean, you mean right now without Braun and AD or with Braun and AD, they don't have a closer? Without Braun and AD, because like I'm just saying, like those guys that consist AD is always out. Braun may rest. AD's back out again. That's what I'm basically going there. Like it, it's tough. Now don't get it twisted. We know LeBron is the guy, he's the number one option. We know that. But when AD is out, that offense is shot. It's already shot somewhat. Cause I noticed when AD was in. Westbrook get that love action going, they kick out the AD. Then when that's gone, now you're forcing Westbrook to shoot more. And you don't have Miller on the court all the time. Now you can't have that pick and roll action. But a lot of people say Westbrook be turning the ball. He be doing this, doing that. His game is predicated off the pick and roll. If the pick and roll ain't there, LeBron ain't run no pick and roll for no um, Westbrook. That's just not LeBron's style. So he needs somebody on the floor that can pick and roll, pick and pop, and then kick out and shoot or give him space available. To take down the shots, they don't have that. And some games when they were winning, they had eighty on the floor. It works, but we can't talk about injuries. I mean, we can't injuries matter because like he's always unavailable. 
AD's been unavailable since he was in New Orleans. Except that one time they won the finals championship. But go ahead, I'll get a bucket real quick before I get out of here. No, I was going to say, like, if – and I got to look back at the film because, like, I, I feel like Braun has been in a pick-and-roll, pick-and-pop type situation where he's off-ball. Um, but, like, if that's true where he's not willing to, I guess – set a screen if we're asking for Russell West or at least I am asking for Russell Westbrook to like kind of adjust to the team then Braun would have to do so as well now again I'm not saying Braun's not setting a screen or not willing to set a screen like I've seen the man play center so I've seen him adjust a little bit um but if it were something like that where it's like hey Braun's not willing to like do this or somebody's not willing to do that for the betterment of this Laker team um we can't have that type of mindset at all and I also wanted to throw out there, too, <clears throat> we have to get the job done. I remember a a, a beat-up, older Kobe Bryant-led team. Right, right. And and we got to the playoffs still. Lost first round to the Spurs. They 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 they, yeah, they, get, they, they, they beat us. But we still got there, though. So that that's – if we if, if Brown's supposed to be this great player, you know what I'm saying, I'm expecting us to get to the playoffs. That's all I'm saying. Oh man, and man, with that being said, I gotta bring on um my next guest, and um we'll we'll, we'll just go from there. And um I appreciate you guys coming on for a quick second, laying out your on your podcast. Um, let everybody know where they can find you. I apologize, everybody. I guess anybody, somebody. Yes, I'll go. Uh, so you can find me on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Um, Ryan, I'll I'll send you all the links and stuff. You can post the links. <laughs> <up>. <laughs> it's a lot of stuff to talk out there. But yeah, um, the main one if you follow if you follow me on uh, Get a Bucket underscore Pod on Instagram, there's a link tree link, and it'll show you all of my uh, videos and stuff. So I even do live reactions to uh, some games as well. So. All right, can, man. Uh, yeah, you, you can find me and me and Severin. We have a media company called Sports Realm. You just look up Sports Realm on Google, Sports, and then space, R E A L M. And you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, um, pretty much everywhere. We have a podcast on Spotify also. So, yeah. YouTube, too, yeah. Yeah, YouTube, everything. All right, guys. King Short, you got anything to say before we bring you back on for NFL talk? Because we're coming back, people, after the podcast, after I talked to an amazing candidate about her political run, great run. I'm going to bring you guys back on for NFL Talk. Oh, this podcast ain't old, people. It ain't no. I just wanted to say thanks again for being on. And I play semi-pro football, so I'm looking forward to the NFL Talk. Uh, the section of it, uh, you can find me at the King Shark with two Ks on IG. Or you can reach out to Trey and get a bucket and still get to it. Absolutely, absolutely. See you guys in a few. Thank you. And with that being said, this part of the episode is sponsored by All Star Sports ACCS. Give them a call at 252-231-0238 and visit the website at allstarsportsaccs.com. Use the promo code RAWMIND. Use the promo code RAWMIND. You'll get a special surprise, maybe a special gift. She has everything. All sports apparel all across the country. Yankees, Boston, Raiders, Chargers, Duke, of course, UNC, all the good stuff. And with that being said, we have a special guest coming on right
right now. It is my honor to have Mayor Candidate Brandy Chapel on running for mayor in Tarboro, North Carolina, the hometown. That's right, the hometown. Brandy, I'm glad you're here. How are you doing today? I'm glad to be here. I'm super glad Duke's going to beat Carolina on Saturday, too. Absolutely. Let's go. With that being said, before we start, uh, I got an interesting um, topic here. So I just want to, this is what I call, what were you doing this day? What was this day? I was day celebrating right, here? right oh, there. Team. I what was, was celebrating. Got my camera crazy wig on. I'm ready. I, I was born into a Duke family. So I'm always thrilled when, when Duke does what it does. And that's when. <laughs> yep, that was a good day. I love it. I, love I, it. I was right beside right, Miss Annie Green. Who's a, who's a, oh. I'm assuming this was at a game. Yeah, that was at a game. I take my girls um, every year to the Duke Carolina women's game. We go every every February to the. Oh. It's a, there's always one on a Sunday, so we can make that one. And uh, Duke was having a good day. In fact, this is the first year Carolina's beat us in a while uh, when we go. So that was a good day oh, right there. Man. I was pretty happy. Oh man! So with that being said, it's glad to have you on the show. Um, you're, you're running as a mayor, mayor candidate. Tarboro, North Carolina. You ran against two um candidates in Tate Mayo and Leo Taylor. I want to make sure I said it right. Um, That's right. So, like, 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 give us, give the raw mind your approach. The local area, Tarboro, North Carolina. What decided for you to run for mayor? Right. Well, I've lived here for about twenty years, and I have been in the Edgecombe oh, County Public. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm here. Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Okay. All right. Yeah, I can hear you. I can hear you. <laughs> All right. I um I've been teaching um in Edgecombe County for about twenty years, so I have gotten to experience our whole county. Our kids, um, when they come to school, it is not about what class they are, what color they are, um, where they came from. They come to school, and we love them. And, um, and that's how I feel about my community, um, no matter what class they are, no matter what color they are. Um, I love them. I love this community. And I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing some equity, some, some real um, unity in this community where all of the, all of the citizens matter. Um, everyone has a voice. I want everyone to know you have a voice. You don't have to have big old money in this town to have a voice. It's been like that for a while, um, and that's what mm. I would like to see change. I want to see, um, you know, the regular single mom, just like I am, um, be able to have a voice at the table. I want, um, I want each neighborhood in this town to have a voice at the table, especially neighborhoods that haven't had a voice. Um, I'm, I've really talked to a lot of people around town, um, and there's, there's a lot of excitement around this race. This will change things for Tarboro if we can um, get me in there. And a lot of people are excited. I'm, I'm feeling really great about my support. I have a great committee that's working with me. Um, and I want to see youth programs um, come back to Tarboro. We have, we have some great youth programs in this town. We have Michael's Angels. We have Boys and Girls Club. Um, we, have, we have several other ones. And I want to see us 
have more, be able to get kids uh, that don't have a place after school, give them a place to be so that they are being molded after school, not just um, at home, maybe maybe at home without a parent. I know my kids have come home without a parent at some times in their lives. And I want to see places where our kids can grow. They're our future of Tarboro. I want to see um, see this place grow in a positive way. And I'm telling you what, the kids in this town are amazing. I get to be with them every day. And the potential this town has is wild. I mean, you guys see it. Speaking of sports, I mean, you see that potential on, on the field. I get to see it in a classroom. And this town has some of the smartest kids anywhere else. Just because it's Tarboro, North Carolina, doesn't mean anything different. And I want to harness that. I want to put those kids in places where they're running for mayors. I want them to see, especially, it's been kind of cool at school for them to see, oh, Miss Chapel's running for mayor. How can you be a teacher and a mayor? And I'm like, guys, you can do anything you want to do. And so right now, you know, I'm in the stages of modeling that for them. I want them to know you can do this. And, um, and, and they're pretty, they're pretty excited for me at school. It's pretty cool. Um, to hear the kids say, I see your signs. Um, you'd be a great mayor. Um, I do. I truly love this town. I love the children of this town. I'm at Martin Millennium Academy at, with um, about 600 kids every day. And I teach from kindergarten to eighth grade. So the potential here is just crazy amazing. And I just want to just want to, you know, bring everybody to the table. I'm also all about local business. Um, I have lots of friends that have small businesses that are thriving in this town. Um, it's super cool to see them doing well, and I want to continue to see them do well. Make sure you shop local and that you are doing um, your part to support your local people. I'm all about the people of this town. It's about the people. Um, uh, fair housing is another thing that's really high on my list. I've been reading council minutes from the last year or so, and it's pretty interesting what they've decided not to do. Um, huh. And I'd like, I'd like to see fair housing for every person in this town, not just the ones that can afford a big fancy house, but uh, housing for every single person that is, that's livable and a livable wage. Um, I've read through our town minutes. They turned down a, they turned down a, a pretty big, just basic $10 minimum wage recently. And I was super sad to see that. Super sad to see that. Um, and I'd like to see that come back before the board again, because I definitely would vote for that. Um, and one of my, one of my opponents voted just to, they were trying to give our part-time employees in Tarboro just a raise up to eight fifty. And Kate Mayo is the only one that voted against it. Um, luckily, it passed, and the rest of the council saw that. But you've got a mayor candidate that voted against an 850 pay raise. So, you know, I think that's, that's a disservice to the people of this town. If he'll do that to the people that work for the town, um, you know, I just wonder how, how that will work out as a mayor for four years. Wow, so you're saying they basically didn't give part-time workers 
just eight fifty. They denied it. Or they, no, they they it. actually passed it. They passed it, okay. Ryan. But okay. um, Kate Mayo was the one council member that voted against it. The youngest two of that. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So um, it passed. It passed. But he voted against it. So because he was the only one that voted against it, it did pass. But he was against giving our town workers a minimum of eight fifty. Yeah. All right. So, so now you were talking about the community and seeing the kids. I'm gonna go back to the kids real quick before I yeah. dive into that. Like seeing the kids every day, being a teacher. I know, like for you, it's it's interesting as a candidate to run for mayor, but you deal with so many people from different phases. Even deal with kids who probably are family of your opponents. And I don't like to say opponents. Like, how does that make you feel knowing you have to still go to school? Every day, I know you're all about the people. You're going to be about the people. Like, but what what makes you even grind even more after you get up here and more know you're running for this? Um, the people of this town. And, you know, the children, I know I've said that. But when you go to school and you deal with children, um, I love every single one of them the same. It's like, you know, when you have kids and you have one, it's like, oh, who's your favorite kid, mom? You can tell me which one's your favorite. Um, It's crazy when you've been doing this for so long. um, It's a calling and you love all of them, all of them. It doesn't matter. The thing about kids is um, they're super impressionable. Um, I know the things that they bring to school with them that might make a behavior good or bad. Um, Mm -hmm. Could be coming from their home could be coming from um, other trauma circumstances that they've had in their lives. And I love them. And I just do my best to help them. And that's what I want to do for this town. I don't care who you are. I want to help you. Um, I want to make your life better. And that's across the board. And that's how I approach school. When I get to see a kid, you know, that I'm not sure has has had a hug in a couple of days. Um, you know, and they, I have kids that hug me every day because they need that. And I'm there for that. Um, I'm there for making sure all of them have equal opportunities. And some of them need more than others. Just like this town. It, that's what equity means. Equity is not about giving everybody the same thing. Equity is about helping the ones that need the help more. And pushing the ones that are, that are ready to move on. You give the people that need more help that extra help. And there are people in our town that need that. And I'm here to provide that help and help make those decisions for those people. So with that being said, do you think like those opportunities that some people get in the town compared to some other people get in the town? Do you think if the people who don't get those special opportunities, if I want to say, or privilege opportunities, do you think that would help these guys in a sense? Like, I don't want to put it on just finances, but I'm just saying, like, if some homes or some people were more financially stable, sure. does that help compared to other people? I know you had brought the thing about minimum wage and things like that yeah. and not getting a fair opportunity across the board right. because it seems like some people may get more than others, and it's easier for you to draw thoughts to tell someone they don't need to make enough money. They don't need to get a, a, a raise because – you already probably getting it from behind the scenes and we don't know about it. But now you have people out here struggling from a mental standpoint. Like, do you think that really affects people who don't have those opportunities from an overall standpoint? Absolutely. I think, I think that um, people that are in secure homes with secure wages, um, 
there are things they don't have to worry about that some of us can't even imagine what people were worried are worried about. There's food insecurity in our town right now, um, especially as prices rise. We have kids that come to school that haven't eaten. The kids mm-hmm. that the kids that um, that are in those secure homes with parents who are who have enough money to buy food. Some of these parents love their kids, but there's just not enough food in that house. Um, luckily, Edgecombe County does provide breakfast, lunch. Um, for those kids, but sometimes those kids on Mondays when they come in, you know, you they're hungry, and mm. um, and that that affects a child's performance during a day. If they're hungry when they get to school, um, they're they could be sleepy, they could be um, you know just their sh- blood sugar could be down. They're not ready to come and tackle school. They need they need some basics, and that's what I want to do for the town of Tarboro is provide some basics. If you if you don't have a good foundation to start from, um, it's hard to excel. It's hard to succeed when you are worried about food or water or electricity. Mm. Um, so, and some of our kids are the same in that same position. The cool thing about being a teacher is I'm like a a chef, a firefighter, a police officer, a mayor, the whole thing all day long. Um, I've read several articles about teachers becoming mayors, and we're like. We're, we're a pretty good suit for this for this role because this is what we do every day. And I've done it for 20 years. Wow. And I love the people that I'm working for. I love Tarboro. And I want to love the, all the people of this town. Just like I love every kid that's sitting in my classroom. Whether they came to school hungry. That's why I keep oatmeal and grits in my classroom. For kids that want to eat, go fix you some oatmeal and grits and a hot pot. They can absolutely fix them something to eat. And I and that's an easy thing that, that I can afford to provide. Um, and I, I know it seems like a simple thing, but that's where, where we have to start. And change is going to start small, but it will build. And I want to, to model that for this town and hopefully have people come behind me that have the same passion and vision. I see the dog even. I guess the, the dog is great. Too. I'm glad it's just <laughs> So, so for you, like I see your, 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 what you're trying to do, and like, how does it feel when you hear people say, like, people who don't have those opportunities, people be like saying, um, well, they should have worked, they should have done this. I got off my butt, I got off that. When I look at it, like everybody doesn't have the same mental capacity or the same knowledge or think on the same level as others, and I guess you're saying because they don't do this and do that, they don't deserve to have this, you know. And I feel like that doesn't work like that. So, like, give me your raw thoughts on that. So raw thoughts on that is um, everybody's not the same. That's where the equity part comes in. There are people that just need more help um, uh, in a classroom. That's how it is. You you find the ch- there are children that are that have come to school. They're doing great. Everything's good. I mean, I'm checking up on them. But then there are the other kids that that have come from a place where they don't have what they need. And it, and a lot of it is mental health. Um, I think mental health um, needs to be ramped up. Um, I would like to work with social services some and find some solutions to mental health issues in our town. Um, Everybody doesn't have, you know, the money to go get that big four-year degree. Everybody, we have parents that grind every day, work hard, and still can't provide because we have a council that's voting against basic women minimum wages. So 
that's the thing. Like there are people that work really hard and they're still not able to make it. Um, and there are people that are dis disabled. That's something you can't help. There are people who, um, who are just struggling for other reasons. There's a lot of trauma in small rural communities. And I work with um, a lot of people at school. We do a lot of practice around trauma and um, how, how to respond to trauma. And there is a lot of trauma response that needs to happen here where we help some people get on their feet. And it's not about handing people money. It's about doing some doing some real work, doing some real therapy, um, doing some some work in our community where we're giving people the confidence to go do what they need to do and maybe getting the help they need to help. Sometimes one one little bit of help can make all the difference for one family. Man, wow, wow, wow. I don't even know where to start at. So I'm going to let you conclude the show. We'll conclude right. this right now and, and give your conclusion on why we need Brandy Chapel for Mayor. All right, guys, Brandy Chapel's for this whole town. <laughs> I'm for the people that are living on Main Street. I'm from the pe for the people that are living on the edges of the town. I'm for the people that send their kids to school. I'm for the folks that are struggling. I'm for the str folks that also have the vision to to work with me and want to be part of this. Um, there are a lot of citizens that are behind me, and they see the potential in this town. They see the potential in all of the people of Tarboro, and. And that's, that's my driving force is just seeing what we can do and trying to take some of those roadblocks out of there. Some of those basic roadblocks that could mean a dollar or two an hour. That's basic. That's easy to fix. Um, employers have to step up to do that. But also the town council can make some of those, um, some of those calls. And, and I'm here for this whole town. I'm here for making things equitable helping the folks that need help, getting those people that don't need help in there to help. You know, when you can, you've got a little bit to give, guys, sometimes if you just give that little bit, it's amazing how something that seems small to you goes so far for so many other people. And I also want to shout out my friend Lydia Hyslop. She's in Ward 5. She's running for town council as well. Um She's running against John Jenkins in Ward 5, and she is an amazing advocate for this town as well. She sees the potential. She wants, she wants to help it, make it happen. So she and I came together, and we're like, let's do this. Let's do this together. And um, Deborah Dew Jordan is an amazing councilwoman who has worked really hard um, in our town to make some great things happen. And also, before I go, um, there will be a hot dog supper um, or a hot dog lunch from one to four. And the dogs are really excited about the hot dogs. Um, <laughs> in, in, yeah, Hussey, yeah. in Hussey Park, which where is Hussey Park? Um, it is behind the old graveyard on Howard Avenue um, near Everlings, near the U-Haul place. It's at the, the intersection of Linden cherry and sunset it's a little little triangle park um i'll be out there with lydia Hyslop. we're giving out free hot dogs and drinks on sunday come hang out with us come see the potential that tarborough has come let us know what your concerns are what you want to hear what you want to know and and we're here for it so come see us then and don't forget early voting starts april 28th 
You can vote at the county administration building with no wait from April 28th to May, May 14th. And then election day is May 17th. I suggest you not wait till May 17th. Go early and, um, and put your vote in. Vote for Tarboro. Vote for all the people of Tarboro. Um, Brandy Chapel for mayor. I'm here to, to serve. That's what I've done for 20 years. Serve this town. And now I'm ready to serve in a bigger capacity. Thank you so much for having me, Ryan. Oh, no problem. No problem, man. It's an honor to have Brandy Chapel, candidate for mayor of Tarboro, North Carolina, up here. And she, what she is and what she's saying for all thoughts. She is for all people, not some, all people. And I appreciate it, um, Brandy. Appreciate you having, you know, having you on the show. We'll get back soon. Hopefully, we'll have you on the show for an even bigger event, for something big, a celebration or something like a that. A celebration of, of first, a Duke win, a national title. Right. I'm ready That's for right. it. I'm here for it. Yes, yes, yes. And then we'll talk about a, a mayoral uh, celebration on May 17th. <laughs> I look forward to it. Thanks for having me, Ryan. I enjoy your show. Keep on, keep on pushing Duke right on through that national championship, babe. I definitely will. Thank you so much, Brandon. All right. Thank you. See you later. No later. Man, Brandon Chapel came and dropped her gems, man. Go check it out. She said Saturday at Hussey Park, Tarboro, North Carolina. Anybody's in Tarboro, you know, feel free to check it out. And I'm pretty sure she has a word for you all. Sometimes it is. She said a lot right then. Sometimes it takes a simple conversation. A simple conversation is all it takes. And we need to have those conversations. It's going to be uh, used in great manner. And I apologize about that. So, you know, my other shout out to my other sponsor, Add Pure Technology, H2, H2 Fuel. Contact Kendra Walsh at 919 434 3972 or visit her website at www. Valor, V-O-L-L-A-R-A dot com slash Prissy, P-R-I-S-S-Y slash, well, excuse me, not slash, Inc. Use promo code RAWMIND. Use promo code RAWMIND. You'll get a 15% discount on all products she has. And her products are health products from healthy water to healthy lavender that you put in. Kind of relieves a lot of tension in, in things. A lot of health, authentic products that can help the human body. But, uh, with that being said, people, man, I enjoyed everybody. Subscribe to the podcast, rawmindsports.com. It's on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, YouTube, as we are now live streaming. You'll be able to come see this live episode, YouTube and live stream. Um, a lot of big things about to happen for Raw Mind Sports, and we'll get back into that very, very soon. We're going to take this thing nationally, people, nationally. Raw Mind Sports is about to go global, baby. Yeah, I said it. We're trying to go global. And um, sometimes we're going global. It's always that time like to take it up a notch. I feel like Raw Mind Sports has what it takes. The people, the brand, great people who's been here for me pushing it. Also, the Tarboro documentary is available. And I'm ready for the Tarboro football documentary. It's going to talk about from the 60s to now. A lot of things. I'm filming the first episode tomorrow, and I think this is going to be really, really, really cool. So, uh, with that being said, my man, Scotty Tuhati, welcome back, man. Uh, we got NFL talk. I don't know where the rest of the guys are at, but uh, they're going to settle right uh, there. Okay, he's back. Yeah, they're settling. How you doing? 
Yeah, Ryan, we appreciate right, so the, the topic of network. Oh, no doubt, man. No doubt. So we can get this thing going. So we say get it popping. Um, yeah. Let's go to the AFC Raw Thoughts. AFC West Raw Thoughts. Who you got? It's a lot of things that happen in AFC West and NFL. Let's go with Scotty. Well, you know, with uh, Kansas City losing Tyreek Hill, I mean, obviously, they're still Patrick Mahomes, so you can never doubt the Chiefs. Um, with the other teams in the AFC West, Vegas, Chargers, Denver, Severn, you know you know what Max would say right now. He'd be, he'd be talking about his Chargers all day long. Ryan, you know Max is our, our other, uh, one of the other members of, of Sports Realm, but uh, big, Chargers, big, big Chargers guy, yeah. big Chargers guy. But, yeah, I mean, personally, if I got oh. – yeah, you remember? Yeah, oh yeah, you know. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, if I, if I got to go with one, I'm gonna say Kansas City's gonna. I mean, you know, lead be the leader this year, just like they are pretty much every year. But what do you think? What do you guys think? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I would, I would, I'd pull for the Chargers. They got a young, exciting QB, Justin Herbert. But I'm, I'm, I've been saying this for multiple years now, and it's kind of hurt me. But I'm not, I'm not betting against Patrick Mahomes in any situation. You know, he did lose the past two years. I still think he's he's just too talented to to not bank on him. They might they might there's a chance that they won't win the division, but like if who, who's the biggest set to win the Super Bowl, I'm taking Patrick Mahomes every single season. Yeah. Which is absolutely interesting because the guy had on Ray Lynn last week. He said he don't care what team gets what, they don't got number fifteen under snap. And he said he ain't better against number fifteen. He said still number fifteen's division as a matter of the AFC. It's still number 15 to lose. Mm-hmm. That's what he said. I like the Chargers personally. I feel like the Chargers got a lot of weapons or, or really good. Um, they look good. Yeah, yeah, but, good young team. Yeah. I mean, and, and like we say, right, look good on paper. What can you do in the time for the games to play? That's another whole scenario. But I like the Chargers. I feel like the Chargers beat them last year. I feel like the Chargers have what it takes to take their next mm-hmm. step in division. But still, it's number 15. Number 15 yeah. got paid a lot of money in that division. He's the highest paid quarterback in that division. So let's see where that goes. Be. Cleveland Browns. <laughs> Watson, the new QB. Give me your raw thoughts, Severin. Uh, just like a lot of money. A lot, a lot of money. And, I was, and a lot of guaranteed money. I, I, I was blown away. Like, biggest cut. Like, Aaron Rodgers had his moment in the sun. Like, Packers are, they're so thankful that they were able to get that extension done before Deshaun Watson got his. Because mm-hmm. there'd be a lot to deal with, but yeah, they just they paid Deshaun Watson more money that he just could not deny. They said, um, like you, you saw Adam Schefter tweet like the Browns are out, but then they came with that check and he didn't care. He was he was gonna go there <laughs> to get that bag, yeah. and uh, they didn't they didn't like Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield had been struggling, and hey, they went out and they got their guy. They made sure that they're gonna get the quarterback they want. So shout out to their front office. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Scotty, what you yeah. got? Yeah, I agree. I mean, you know, they they. They definitely went for it. I mean, with that contract, all that guaranteed money, especially with everything that's still up in the air. I mean, nothing. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's just, it's just a lot. It's, a, it's a very big move, very bold move too. I personally, I like it. You know, I, I think Baker. Nothing against Baker Mayfield. You know, he's an incredible quarterback, and I hope he goes. Okay, okay. He's, he's, he's a solid quarterback, and I think he can solid, still improve. Solid. I think he can still improve with years to come. So I think you know, I hope we go. I hope we get somewhere else and. It's under a situation where he can, you know, learn and grow still. Because I think in a few years he can he can be something special. So, and I'm I'm I just if you're Cleveland, you got your guy, you got to win now. So you better go for it. 
for me, this is where I go. Raw thoughts here. Raw thoughts. Outside of the sh- the things that happened, what they say happened, allegedly happened, mm-hmm. nobody really talked bad about Deshaun Watson being a bad quarterback yeah. or a bad teammate. Now, this thing is, I think the Browns are, this is typical Brown stuff. Every year they changing up stuff, new quarterbacks, new coaches. This is nothing new. So when the Browns take a risk, people like shock. Like, why are you shocked? They've been doing this for a while. The thing that hits them with Baker before it happens, Baker's already crying because he felt like it was going to be done. The thing is, as a leader of men and making that type of money in the NFL, you have to kind of balance yourself and just kind of keep raw thoughts of that situation. Keep your mouth shut and um, wait to see what plays out. Now you put yourself in a situation where it didn't happen. Then he got food, which is crazy in the, the moment of the events, right? Where, like, they thought that they didn't have – they were going to get Deshaun Watson. They went into Deshaun Watson's sweet states. And at that time, said, no, I still want to be traded. Like, he was saying, ah ah now you ain't got no quarterback. He got to have me. Then, bam, Deshaun Watson comes back. Now he's sitting here like – My thing and probably the domino effect hit, like you guys said, Aaron Rodgers goes back to Green Bay. People thought he was the number one option. Done. Now the next thing. Denver gets rushed. They hurry up and get him. Then the next domino effect. Carson Wentz to Washington. Then the next domino effect. Um, Trubisky to Pittsburgh. Then the next domino effect is, you know, Jimmy G gets shoulder surgery. He can't go nowhere. And I'm going to die hard 49ers fan. Which makes logical sense for me. Like, why would a team want to trade for somebody? You don't know what's going to happen after the surgery. Will he be the same? Now, everybody say, yeah, he'll be the same. We don't know that. So, you know, teams want to see him in OTAs before training camp because, believe it or not, his contract is set up to where, like, it's $23 million, but it's not guaranteed until week one where he's at. So, teams are like, okay, we'll take this, take a shot between now, but we ain't trying to have him on the roster by week one if he ain't no good. So, they got plenty of time to really use him, but the shoulder surgeon and all that stuff delayed everything. So, that took him out the race. Was led famous James going back to New Orleans. And the coach was like, Matt Ryan or Jimmy G? I'm going to take Matt Ryan. So now you have a whole entire situation where teams pretty much got who they want. But now you're labeled in the NFL as a child or a crybaby or a little kid. At that position, that's not a good look at all. That's almost like that's bad for business. You're a quarterback. You're the leader of men. And they're labeling you as a crybaby. Like you can't be in that position and hope, you know, to be a starter of men. Like, you was okay at Oklahoma. You was all right. Dude, you ain't done that in um, Cleveland. You won a few games more than a few other quarterbacks. You had, like, that was a hard job at Cleveland. It ain't hard to win with the quarterbacks that you didn't win up against who's been in Cleveland. Like, you made it seem like you're going against all-time winning quarterbacks. It's easy in Cleveland to do. Cleveland ain't won that process. I've been born, and definitely since y'all been born, they ain't even been to the AFC Championship since I, well, I can't remember the 90s, so I'm going to take that back. But what I'm going to try to say is, for what I know, I don't remember them being the AFC Championship. It's been a long time. So what I'm saying is, it's like you're doing too much. You're under a rookie contract. You already had a banged-up shoulder. You're not producing like you're not worth, you're acting like you're worth $120 million. You're not guaranteed. So I mean, like right now under the contract, you play it out. 
You do what's necessary this year. You keep your mouth shut. Although you got 18 million on the books, but if you do well, maybe somebody will give you a shot and a big chance. But you had the situation now, man, where you'd have made life tough for yourself. Now people will be content with waiting on Jimmy G to get himself healthy before they get you. Because the thing with the Jimmy G situation in San Francisco is like, you may not be the one to take us over the hump, but you went one games and went to multiple NFC championships, been to Super Bowl. But you're not bad in the oh, not bad in the locker room. People like that. As players, you want a guy that you can trust and a guy you can get along with in the locker room. You know, like the manager of a job. Like, you want to be able to get along with your manager and make sure the job and the work gets done. You don't want to be just dealing with anybody who's going to falter through adversity. You don't want that. They'll complain about OBJ the entire year. What happens? OBJ goes to L.A. Rams like a different receiver under Matthew Stafford and wins the Super Bowl all the way towards ACL. But still, before then, like, he looks completely different. They said they couldn't get him the ball. This is what everybody was trying to say his daddy was looking out for OBJ. But really, his daddy was telling the truth. <clears throat> so with that being said, guys, um, that's my raw thoughts on uh, Baker Mayfield. You got anything you want to say, input on that, raw thoughts? Um, I mean, one thing I think we do have to mention is, like, Deshaun Watson, um, like, he, he did basically tell the Houston Texans organization, like, I'm, I'm not coming back. And we have to, like, just wonder, like, what the dynamic is like if he's just there for the money. And he hasn't, he hasn't played football in a long time. And, like, yes, like, the legal trouble, like, overshadowed all, all of, like, what had been on. But, like, he would, he, like, he wasn't going to play. Like, the Texans have been dying to get rid of him because he told them, like, I'm not playing for y'all. So he, he did quit on that team. You, it was a terrible situation, poorly managed. But you do have to you do have to take that into consideration that he did quit on the Houston Texans and say, I'm not, what is, I'm not in this situation. What is long time to you? Because you say a long time. He only been sitting out for a year. So that's a long time to you? He ain't been sitting yeah. out two, three years. Whew, I don't know. Uh, he's a young quarterback. This ain't Tom Brady or a guy that's 40, 50 years old for me. Like, debatable. I guess it's debatable. Like, he he's a young quarterback still. Like, million, like you got to take every every missed time into consideration. Oh, okay. Go ahead, Scotty. <laughs> yeah, it's whew, it's a uh, – I mean, yeah, like like you said earlier, you're talking about $120 million for like for Baker. Baker's not worth that, but – Man, that's a lot of money guaranteed for Deshaun. They, they, they get how much did they guarantee him? I know it was a lot, wasn't it? Around that, it was two hundred, no, two hundred guaranteed. I think so. It's like, like that's. I guess I look at the market, like because Houston decided to pay him that. But go ahead, I, I don't know. But go ahead, I know yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I just, I just think it's like that. That that's, those numbers are unheard of. You know, he has been out a year, but I like the move. I just my, my I just, like, full, full two hundred thirty million. This is like mind boggling because Aaron Rodgers has got one fifty million guaranteed. Deshaun Watson just blew it completely out. He's getting a Stephen Curry contract, which is right, which is crazy. Like when we think of Aaron Rodgers, MVP twice. Now this is the next thing I'm about to say: the trickle effect, what I call the domino effect. Aaron Rodgers gonna look at this contract. I'm a two-time MVP, Super Bowl champion. Mm-hmm. Well, he more he won more MVPs actually. I'm just saying back-to-back MVPs. Regardless, if I didn't make it. You about to give a guy who ain't played a whole year that type of guaranteed money? But I've been playing. And now this is where the drama comes in. It creates chaos for the NFL and quarterbacks and what they're worth. Because now they're going to say, Deshaun Watson ain't played in a year and a half. You gave him this. But I'm sitting here playing every year. Russell Wilson could probably speak on that. Playing. Aaron Rodgers sure can. It's other quarterbacks out there could probably speak on, like, why I'm not getting this type of money. So I know what I am going to say is, 
Justin Herbert might break the bank when his rookie contract is over with. Oh, he's and that's going to cause friction because they're going to look at that contract to see how they can match it or pair it some way, somehow. But, they're going to um, capitalize on this window for sure. Yeah, like, yeah. Having a rookie QB that's like elite is like the most valuable thing in the NFL. It's like mm-hmm. a cheat code to building a roster. So they have to capitalize. Yeah. And I it's, agree. Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to hurt these teams' banks in the next few years because, uh, <laughs> yeah, man, I just I'd hate to, huh? The cap going up, right? Ain't the cap going up? Uh, I think it is. Is it? Mm. I, I, mean, I heard them talking about it. I don't know if it was passed or not. But but it's not keeping the pace with the Curry contracts. But, yeah. Yeah. It's just going to take a bigger and bigger role. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. what about, um? we go to the next topic, and I'm going to let you guys handle this. Ty Bowles, new head coach in Tampa Bay. Um, Bruce Aaron takes an office job. I don't know if he was just taking it because he wants to. Maybe him and Tom Brady get along. You in Florida? So how you feel about this guy? Well, uh, I'm actually I'm in Tampa Bay right now. So oh yeah, yeah. So uh, actually, I'm actually I live like ten minutes away from the from Raymond James Stadium. So you know it's the, those those guys practice in my backyard. So I mean I know, I know how it is over there. But man, uh, I think it's an interesting move. You know, I was pretty upset with Todd Bowles after that game because you know he's the coordinator, but. Uh, I thought he called the play, but I think it came out that Bruce Arians said that he overruled him, and he called that blitz in the last play where where they uh, lost to the Rams. So, I mean, having heard that, I'm I'm not upset by the news. You know, Todd Bowles is the new the new coach. I'm I'm completely fine with it. You know, just move things around a little bit. And uh, I, I mean, it's I think it's a good looking team this year. People are trying to doubt them a little bit, but I mean, I would never doubt that team. Never doubt Tom Brady. So, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead, Sever. You have a good year. Uh, yeah, I, I'm a lifelong New York Jets fan, so I I, I experienced Ooh. being a fan and having Todd Bowles as the head coach. And uh, tell, tell, tell. But, uh, true fans, uh, I respect true fans, but yeah, I'm sticking with Jets loyal. Yeah, yeah. Todd Bowles was um acquiring uh, with the Jets. He he did things defensively. Um, he didn't show much offensive capability at all. But again, the roster didn't really allow him to do that. So, he did not. He did not. That's I, the why. Jury's still out on whether he can command offense because we know he's a lead de- defender that's why he keeps getting jobs over and over his defensive corner but we gotta right. see how he manages a team with a lot of stars because he didn't have opportunity to really me- like mess like a really talented roster with the new york Jets. yeah Whew. what do you think right? Bowles, great good job for him still won't beat the 49ers still won't beat the rams i love right i knew what i did I knew when I got him here, I was gonna hear some 49ers this, 49ers. I ain't even gonna talk too much. I just I just didn't think I just didn't think he was saying against the Buccaneers, man. Come on, right? I mean, I'm just saying like Tom is Tom, we get it. I know. Everybody talk about the Green Bay Packers. Ty Bowles is Ty Bowles. I don't know, man. Like, but I will say this. Go ahead, go ahead. I mean, they, they, they had nine pro bowlers last year. That's that team. The Buccaneers are such an incredible team. And incredible. I get it because you said nine pro bowls. I get it. Incredible. And they still didn't get to the NFC Championship. Yeah, I know we have Hall of Famer Tom Brady, but you know a lot of teams always have pro bowlers mm-hmm. and still find a way to not make it to the Super Bowl. They do. They so do. I guess that, that happens. What I'm saying is, I will say this, the NFC it's up for grabs. The AFC is going to be tough. I think it's four teams in my mind that stick out. Mm-hmm. San Francisco, whether people like Trey Lance or not, whoever starts with the team they have. 
LA Rams. Now they got Wagner. We'll talk about that in a second. Mm-hmm. Green Bay always going to be there because everybody knows they love Mr. Discount Cheesehead, Tom, I mean, Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. And then I have Tampa Bay. Outside of that, I'm not really sold on anybody else, like consistently. Now, if things happen or injuries happen, maybe you know every year, though, we can say this every year, it's a spoiler team that always comes out and plays well that you will probably not be shocked and who plays well. So I can say that. But that's it. Them four, I'm not sold on nobody else. NFC South is pretty much going to be ran by Tampa Bay. And, I mean, Matt Ryan just left. I'm not sold on the Saints with Dennis Allen. And the Carolina Panthers, they they um they called me last night. They asked if I want to play quarterback. So I leave it at that. So I'm just saying, yeah, yeah, like, they don't even have a quarterback. So, I mean, that's that. NFC West is going to come down to the Rams and the 49ers. And last year, the NFC West gave three play, give them the, three teams made the playoffs. <clears throat> so I'm pretty sure the 49ers or the Rams can make the playoffs next year. And I don't know what Arizona got going on. I don't know if they. I was gonna say, yeah, that's shenanigans going on. Two teams that I think you know that you need to add to the mix and consider taking San Francisco out of that is Dallas and Arizona. Taking San Francisco out of there, the Dallas Cowboys is always what we thought they were. Every year, it's always the same thing. They're always the talk of the town, and what they do every time. I've been living now. I hate them being the talk of the town too, but they're not they're not that bad this year. No, they're not. They're not that bad. But you know how this NFL league goes. NFC championships, Super Bowls, or getting to Super Bowls where you win to lose. That's what it's about. If you can't get there, it ain't nothing to talk about. So what I'm saying is the Cowboys gonna be talked about because the Cowboys make on a business level more money than any sports team in the world. Um when I look at the Cowboys and I say stuff, I don't even want to start talking about them because every year they start off this way, then you'll be mad. I literally predicted the 49ers beating the Cowboys last year. Everybody thought I was cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. I was like, they, it's, it's a perfect matchup for disaster. And I said that was a bad matchup for the Cowboys because the zone runs, plans like that, plays like that, it don't work. So with that being said, um, Cowboys are always there, always there, but I want to go with a consistent team, so that's why I didn't put them in there. Um, Cardinals, one thing I know, and we all know, when you got a quarterback drama, and they were trying to bring up this drama early, they better get it straight now before the season starts. Because dude feel like he can be shot. And if he feel like he can be shot, he ain't going to give you his best effort. You know, because he's going to feel uncomfortable, you know, in Arizona. That's why I named those four teams. Not and going back to my divisional race, you know, Jalen Hurts. They pretty much said they gonna get one more year. They might shop him. Um, Giants got <laughs> Danny Dimes, more like Danny Cent. You know, I'm just saying he's still there. So I mean, like that Cowboys will get that division. So I get that. Um, I'm sorry, NFC North. I forgot one more. That's Aaron Rodgers' division. Although we got some else in the division, go ahead, Sever. I was gonna gonna say, um, yeah, to me, like it's the the Rams and the Buccaneers are um, the most scary. I mean, I, I don't really like Scott. Are you confused by the 49ers, too? Because like they have a they have a question mark at QB. I understand the roster is really talented, mm-hmm. but like we're looking at these like elite teams. Mm-hmm. 
you have you have Jimmy G coming back. Or is Trey Lance going to play? You don't know what he is, and I, I just don't see like the most important position is a complete question mark right now. I don't that really is that's true. Projecting, but I will tell you this: that is correct. But I'm going to tell you this: think of this in front of this mindset. Even though that's a question mark, the rest of the team is still getting into the NFC Championship. Other position, defense. Without a quarterback. Whoa, 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 whoa. You don't know if you're going to have a QB that matches it. So so my thing is, okay, Jimmy G, a lot of people blasted Jimmy G, right? He wasn't good. I'm going to be honest. Jimmy G didn't do nothing against the Cowboys to win. The defense did their job. All he did, I could have handed the ball off to Debo Samuel mm-hmm. against the Packers. The special okay. team's done well. And this. Ryan, I think he froze. Can't see. Yeah, I think he's going dealing with some internet stuff. I'm about to check the heat too. Yeah, sorry about that because he's frozen. Hey, well, we can keep it going for a minute. Yeah. All right, so uh, all right, maybe we'll come back. But, uh, yeah, with the San Francisco 49ers, he's just uh, obviously well, a fan. Guess what? We're taking over Raw Mind Sports. Me and Severmo, Sports Room Takeover. Okay. Yeah, but wait, what were you saying? I was saying, like, yeah, he's clearly just a Niners fan. He's a little yeah yeah i'm a little too much credit because yes yes i think i uh, think they, i think they're kind of like it was kind of like an underdog run like they weren't even expected to beat the cowboys and, all right yeah. uh, uh, because my apologies so look well hey, I'm saying, like, welcome, welcome, welcome back to the raw mind sports realm show ryan we kept it going man we kept it going I like we, it, we I you love it. that's what i was fan. gonna tell you to do yeah. i love yeah. it i love it i appreciate you guys i got my youngsters up here man we got my boy, uh, Scotty, up yeah. here, you know, he's at, um, you at? Uh, South Florida. South Florida. South yeah, Florida. Yeah. And we got Severin here, you know, going to school, going to college here at, uh. Yeah, I mean, we just, we. we I don't want to say UNC Tar Heels. Okay, <laughs> so we got that. So yeah. with that being said, what I was saying is sometimes when we hate it, now, can they get you to a Super Bowl victory? That's when that quarterback comes into play. But they beat the Cowboys off a of running. And the defense doing what they need to do. Jimmy and Jack was able to terrible play call thing. Right. But the defense for the 49ers was always good. So I knew if it came down to a defensive game and the other quarterback is on the field, 49ers fine. Now, this is the kicker that y'all ain't talking about. It is super, super cold and Rogers perfect weather to be MVP. Now, I know Jimmy didn't do nothing. Aaron but Rogers nobody's talking about Aaron Rodgers going against at home. Again, in Green Bay at home, super, super cold. And you're playing against the 49ers defense, and you couldn't do nothing. Nobody's not talking about how stout the 49ers defense did what they had to do to stop Aaron Rodgers in that offense. I ain't even talking about Jimmy G. Yeah, we got points off of special teams. Yeah, we did some things on defense. No one is talking about how bad Aaron Rodgers got shut down at home in the cold weather that he's used to against a team that's in California. On the defensive end. So when I was saying as an overall team, that matters. Now when you get to the NC championship, 
it can hit because the defense may come, may not. And that's where that situation happened with Jimmy G, which it wasn't no blocking. I, at one time, I snapped and went off on Jimmy G, but I realized that was more of an offensive line thing that we lost some offensive linemen this year. Couldn't breathe. But the, yeah. the, the, the defense really led them to where they're at. Now, to win in a Super Bowl, yeah, you need a quarterback to get you over that edge or do the necessary things. The crazy part is I still remember when Kaepernick was playing quarterback, playing at extreme cold weather against Aaron Rodgers, and he lost in Green Bay in the wild card. I mean, excuse me. Aaron Rodgers lost in the, in the wild card at home in Green Bay. So what I'm saying, this is like, I'm saying like teams can still win a lot of games and even get far in the playoffs without great quarterback play. This is a lot harder. But Super Bowl, right, but the, the more and further and further you go, your quarterback has to put up. So what I'm saying is with Kyle Shanahan calling plays, Trey Lance or Jimmy G playing quarterback, the play calling we have, as long as you got the the, the, the skill players, I call them the Yak Boys because I'm a 49er fan. Brendan Ayuk can catch a pass of five yards, take it. Kill could take it. Um, Debo definitely could take it. Sometimes all you need quarterback is just to, to dig and dunk it. Now, I hate to say it like that, but – you may say, but that's easy to stop. Not really. If you run in formations, run a lot of motions, even though it seems easy, coaches can dial up plays where you run a lot of motion, fake you out, even though it's something simple, but make it look like it's amazing. And that's what I was saying. Like, Jimmy G may not have been the overtaker, but he, the team, as long as the defense is playing well and everybody else is doing well, it, it makes sense. Now, I'm not putting them guys, what you're saying is correct. Like, you need a quarterback to take you over the edge, the Tom Brady's. I would say Aaron Rodgers, but last few for, for years, Aaron Rodgers still ain't even took you over the edge and he won MVPs. So I mean it makes you think. But go ahead, guys. Man, I I love you, Ryan. I, you know, I, I see that 49ers thing in the background, but it's just saying 49ers and NFC championship in the same sentence, you know, for this upcoming year, I just don't see it happening. Did you happen. did you think the 49ers were gonna be in the NFC championship last year? No. Yeah, no, no, I don't see it happen. I don't see it happening this summer. I didn't last year. I'm saying, did you, did you, did you see them being in the NFC Championship last year? That's what I'm asking. Uh, no, mean, I'm talking about last year. I ain't yeah, talking about no. this year. I'm talking about. Did yeah. you, I know you said, but I'm talking about making sure Scott oh, oh. it. Did oh. you? So were you no. surprised when the 49ers yeah. made the NFC Championship yeah. this year? I was, I was surprised. Were you surprised? Who me? Yeah. Uh. I ain't gonna lie, Ooh. I wasn't. You're a little no, 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 I wasn't because yeah. I'm gonna tell you what I'm, I'm gonna tell you. My mindset, raw thoughts. If this defense can hold and we can just hand the ball to Debo, I'm good. That's that was all my mindset. I said we can do that, and we don't have to pressure Jimmy G to win the game. I said we got this. Well, and one thing about the 49ers, they can run the football well. So the running game. One mm-hmm. thing about San Francisco, I'll be honest, if they can run the football and the defense is playing good. They always gonna be in the game, so I I knew like every game we we played against Dallas, they ran the ball well. Played against Green Bay, ran the ball well. People don't understand like their drive. Everybody talks junk about Jimmy, but I don't know if y'all remember that last drive for them to get in field goal range. Jimmy G threw the ball quite a bit that drive. He threw it to Debo, threw a little few passes. It went short, and Debo made some yardage. They got a field goal range. Jeff Gould, um, Robbie Gould, excuse me, excuse me, I'm talking about my principal, Robbie Gould, um. <laughs> he made the field goal. So, I mean, I knew if it came down to that, we're going to win now. I ain't going to lie. If it came down to quarterback play, I said, oh, wait a minute. I'm going to have a, have a change of heart. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not I, I'll never. I'm not going to go against Debo like that. Debo's an incredible young player. So, 
And that's what it was. I'm gonna go to the next topic real quick, man. And I'm gonna go back. Um, before I go to that topic, did cousins? Did the Washington Commanders go wrong with cousins? Cousins has been making all this money. Apparently, he's getting guaranteed money every time he gets a contract. Apparently, he must be a lot better than what the Washington Football Team, Washington Commanders, than thought. So, uh, with that being said, shout out to PHP Eastern, PHP Eastern. Now, give my man Phil Lampron a call. I can't even find a hold on, man. She okay. Lampron a call at uh 919-738-1507. Email Phil Lampron at php eastern nc at gmail.com. PHP Eastern NC at gmail.com. Use the promo code raw mind. Use promo code raw mind. You get a get a great gift. All right, so how you guys feel about Cousins? I'm about to put that back up there. Uh, Kirk Cousins? Correct. Um, I'm sorry. I mean, he's like an anomaly in the fact that, like, he's a rare case. He's a, a QB who escaped the franchise tag. He's able to get let loose, and that's the only reason why he was able to get his money because it's just like it's like a unicorn. Like, you'd never see a decent QB get become an unrestricted trading like that. And so the yeah. Vikings, like the Jets, they were trying to bid for him. I'm glad we didn't get him. But I mean, yeah, he's he's a decent quarterback. He's if your team is fantastic around him, he's good enough to win a Super Bowl. But yeah. he's not good enough to carry any type of team. And uh, I don't think Washington football team went wrong. They wouldn't went wrong by keeping him, but letting him go. I mean, you just you just have to get really hot, have a really great team around him to be able to boost him over the top to go against the elite quarterback. Go ahead, Scotty. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, I I don't think they went. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't think they went wrong. It's just. Yeah, you, you got to have a right situation around him. And, you know, they, they didn't, and they're not going to. They weren't going to for, you know, t- a long time to come. So, I mean, just let him go get what you need to go, do for your long-time future. You know, start, start that rebuild process and let him go somewhere else. So I don't, you know, I don't blame that, but what do you think? Kirk Cousins in the NFC East right now, with the Washington football team with the little weapons they have around, they mm-hmm. win the NFC East. Even gets the Cowboys. They got Terry McLaurin, Gibson, the other receivers, and a solid, a healthy defense. It's it'll the offense will play better with a healthy defense. I think they win the NFC East because you have a quarterback that ain't gonna make mistakes. Um, Tyler Heineke. I mean, of course the Cowboys gonna win every year if you got to depend on him. Kirk Cousins will be more structured. I think the team is built a little bit differently now compared to when it was when he was there. So, you know, especially with Gruden left, I think Ron Rivera builds teams with defense and still makes it manageable for the offense to do stuff. But so I, I, mean, I, will say, I will say that they have Chase Young, a defensive superstar, and they got that because they got rid of Kirk Cousins and they were yeah. terrible. And that opened the door to go to get Chase Young into it's true. it. Like, I, I guess it's starting the rebuild process. So, like, being able to get that high pick accelerates your rebuild because you, you're able to land a superstar at the top. I agree, but I would have took a risk. I would because all I could do was say yes or no. Watching before they got on um, Carson Wentz, I would have took a shot at on um, Kirk Cousins. Let's bring him back, different management, blah blah. Let's see what we can do to make this happen. Have whatever. You ain't getting Chase Young, but you can have whatever. You know, I would have took a shot at that. Um, one more question, and I'm um, we gonna make it pretty quick and short. Mm-hmm. Wagner in LA, your thoughts? I give it to y'all on that one. Oh, seven, you got it. Um, I mean, it's like 
it's like the thing, like you see, like the philosophies, like you saw with the Super Bowl, the Bengals versus the Rams. Mm-hmm. The Bengals are about going through the draft, and the Rams made it very clear they're about win now. They're mm-hmm. going to do out money. They're going to take in aging stars. They're going to do anything they can to make sure they can win this year. And you can't knock it. They might not be building for the future, but they're building for right now, and they just won a Super Bowl, so you can't really knock it. They're, they're adding a lot of weapons to that team, and they're going to be scary to see. Yeah, I feel like it's a situation like what you have with Tampa Bay like the last few years, last two or three years over there. You know, you're, you're getting all these veteran guys that are going to help out, you know, uh, Richard Sherman, all those kind of guys. And it's kind of a similar situation to that. So it's win now for Tampa. It's win now for L.A. And that's going to be a war this year. Cooper Cup, he, he tweeted, he was like, thank goodness I don't have to play Bobby Wagner anymore. He, <laughs> he, he's been terrorizing offensive players for a long time. Yeah. I mean, he's very he, smart. So I, it was a big, that was a huge pickup. So I ain't going to say too much because, you know, I'm in that division. Now, before we get off the air, bold prediction for the NFL this year. This is a raw topic. Off the off the head, off the dome. Go ahead, Scotty. Oh man, <clears throat> I'm trying not to bring you know like me being a fan fan in here because if I was, I, I would say the Titans are going to the AFC Championship. And you know. You know what I'm going to say? I'm going to say that, um, I mean, it's, it's not too bold, but it's just the, the Buccaneers are going to go to the Super Bowl this year, and they're going to have a really good chance of winning it. That's what I'm going to say. Tom Brady's back. Everyone is, is, is excited in Tampa. You can feel the energy. People you know, people were down for a little bit. He was gone. And, and now, I mean, you think about it. We got, we got some good um, young people on defense here. Mike Edwards, strong, good safety. I mean, we got a pretty good team coming up. So I think – you know, depending on what happens in the next few weeks, you know, you know more signings and stuff, I think Tampa's going to be a real problem. And I think they'll, they'll make it to the Super Bowl this year, all the way to the Super Bowl. Seven, go ahead. Um, as far as bold predictions go, I I don't really have too many. I mean, I don't, I don't really have any kind of strong thing. I guess I'll just be, be a Jets fan. We're not going to finish last in the division to be my bold take. Just yeah, bold. I don't, I don't, I don't want to go too bold, but you know. Whew. We're not going to be last in the division. Miami, Bills, Patriots. Who that's a bold one? I thought that's bold. I'm going to give you another bold. I'm going to give you two bold ones. Deshaun Watson plays week one. Mr. Jabisky with the Pittsburgh Steelers goes 12, 13, and 4. Najee Harris going. <laughs> Thirteen. I don't have that much faith in him. It's a bold good one. defense. A bold he gets a little bit mobile. He'll move out the pocket. He didn't sit behind Josh Allen for a little bit, so I think he didn't let the game from a little bit. You know, so but people forgot he took a saw Chicago Bears team to the playoffs with an okay. I mean, a pretty good defense, but it won't because you know he did enough to get them there. But Tariq Cohen, well, that was know, about it. You know, you know, Ryan, Ryan Jackson compared this, to Ben Roethlisberger, so yeah, they're this, gonna love him. Yeah, this clip is saved, so you know, at the end of the year, <laughs> if, the, if the Steelers, if the Steelers get thirteen wins, you could post this everywhere. So you know, hey man, you know, <laughs> yeah. I got it. You I ain't a Steelers fan. With that being said, man, I appreciate you guys. I call you the young crew, the youngsters, man, coming yeah, on the show. Sure. Keep doing what you're doing. Make sure your grades is good. You got a you got a bright future ahead of yourselves, man. So I'm proud of you guys. Yeah, um, I really appreciate it. We'll, we'll catch up more. We'll catch up soon. For sure. No doubt, man. With that being said, raw thoughts is out. Raw mind is out.
Eyes open and listen, this is Raw Mind Sports, another edition.